Uh, welcome to the Care Ministry Podcast. It's February 24th. This is the 76th episode of our podcast based on Romans 12.2, Change Your Mind, Change Your Life. Yeah, all right. and, and we are talking about rest today. But before we get started, we have a, a little trivia. You know, right now we're, <laughs> we're still kind of in the Olympics mode. And so I came up with a few questions. I didn't, I didn't develop these questions. I found these questions. So we're going to see how much you guys know about the Olympics. I realized what this music sounds like. The very beginning of it sounds like the beginning of Jason Bourne. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. You'll have to go back and check it out. Okay. Yeah. It reminds me of like a 70s, kind of like a 70s, I don't know. Just yeah. Well, this part, of course, is totally different, but that yeah. that siren sort of sound yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So where did the Olympic Games happen in ancient times? Isn't that Greece? In Greece, yeah. Olympia, Greece. Okay. Yeah. Good job. All right. What are the five rings on the Olympic flag referred to? The original five nations that were involved in the Olympic Games? Continents. That it's Continents. Yeah, oh, yeah. good job, Lori. Africa, Asia, the Americas, Europe, okay. and Oceania. All right. And I did it, not know that. Which country has the most Olympic medals? Ever? Like throughout it just, it just his, says throughout Olympic time? Medals, yeah. I don't know. I don't I, I'm, know I'm stumped on that. The um, United States. Well, I was going to guess that, but I, when I, I was thinking like all time. I thought that since we're the biggest, but I didn't know. Yeah. That. Uh, which city hosted the U.S. or which U.S. city hosted the first modern Olympic Games? Anybody know? <laughs> it's, it's not a city I would have thought about. Yeah. Okay. Um, first. Um, that would have been warm weather. Um, Atlanta. Salt Lake. Not bad, not bad. St. Louis. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have thought of that I, I wouldn't have thought about St. Louis. That's cool. And then the last question is, what organization is the governing body of the Olympic Games? <laughs> Don't they have their own International Olympic Committee? Yeah, Inter- International Olympic Committee. Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. yeah, good job. All right. Yeah. Way to go. Wow. All right. Well, I hope everybody's enjoying the Olympics, but uh, as we dive in, uh, we just want to talk about rest today and the importance of rest and to, to talk about what God's Word says about rest and, and some ways that we can implement rest into our lives. So. That's good. Yeah, um, Lori is actually the one that came up with this topic, yep. and um, I thought, what an excellent topic. Uh, we're always running uh, fast and hard here at Northside Christian Church and, and all in the name of the Lord and the kingdom. And yet we get tired just like anybody else. And it's good for us to think about rest. I know Lori had a 14 hour day yesterday. Which uh, is why I thought of this topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I immediately think of, and, and I've got several scriptures here that I may or may not reference, but what I think immediately of is be still and know that I'm God. I think just the the invitation from God is always to to rest in Him, and I want to read this quote by Chuck Swindoll. Um, it says, "In place of our exhaustion and spiritual fatigue, God will give us rest. All He asks is that we come to Him, that we spend a while thinking about Him, meditating on Him, talking to Him, listening in silence, occupying ourselves with Him, totally and thoroughly lost in the hiding place of His presence." And what a beautiful quote. And it really is a long way to say, be still and know that I'm God. But it's that it's that ever-loving invitation of the Father. And what I think is really cool about that, and I hope we dialogue more about this today, is 
that rest doesn't necessarily mean sleep yep. and it doesn't even mean sitting still. Mm-hmm. Um, life is life. We have to do things. We have to go. If you have kids, you know, you're running around, you have a spouse, you're going out on dates, maybe you both work and you're, then there's home, you know, work to do in your home and cleaning and all these things that we have to do. So it's not always, we're not always able to sit still. I think if you can great and, and take that time. Um, but we also have to learn what rest is uh, in the movements of life. Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting too, that uh, early on uh, in Genesis, Genesis two, uh, we were talking about uh, just some passages that were on our, on our minds, on our hearts as we were getting ready for today. And uh, I was looking at Genesis two uh, verses two and three and, uh, I thought I could unpack some Hebrew, but I uh, just need a little more time with that. <laughs> but one thing I did notice is that it three times in this passage, so I mean, I'll, I'll read it. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all of his work that he had done. Mm. So it was like, is this like a, it said it twice. And then, so God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all of his work that he had done in creation. So there's just a, there's a lot happening there, but like, I, I thought it was interesting you know, that he says seventh three times. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's just this emphasis. And then uh, one one word kind of kind of stuck out. I, I was reading a book, um, or I was reading part of a book. Uh, it's called uh, Crazy Busy, a merciful short book about a really big problem by uh, Kevin DeYoung. And chapter eight talks about this section called Rhythm and Blues. And so he emphasized like rhythm. And we'll, we'll talk a little more about that. But it's just interesting that even right there, we see this rhythm like seventh day, seventh day, seventh, yeah. you know, so yeah. it's just like this repeated and emphasis on a seventh day and the importance of rest. Well, I think you can't, you can't talk about rest and not talk about the Sabbath Hebrews four, nine through 10. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Mm-hmm. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works just as God did from his. Mm-hmm. And so there is a time, you know, I just mentioned that, you know, work can be frantic and you have to learn to rest even within that. But then the flip side is always true too, right? That there does need to be a time where things stop and halt. Mm -hmm. Um, I think too often as Protestant Christians, especially, and maybe more so in the Western world, we love to say, oh no, Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So, and we use that as an excuse to not stop. Mm -hmm. We use that as an excuse to not rest. Well, let's put it this way. If rest was good enough for God, it's good enough for you. Yep. Right? Yep. Amen. Lori, talk a little bit about I mean, I know you said your your busy long day yesterday kind of prompted your thoughts about rest, but just in general, what was on your heart and mind as you were thinking about the topic of rest? Um, well, honest, honestly, I was I was sitting and I was just thinking about how tired I was and and um, things that needed to be done, even in in my tiredness, and when I would have a chance just to slow down. So. Um, um, but the, the the topic of rest comes with a little bit of guilt for me. Like I, I kind of learned growing up that if you were sitting still, if you were resting, you were lazy. Mm-hmm. And I've held that onto that for a really long time. And I, um, you know, a few years ago when I got divorced and I was on my own new house and all the things, I turned into a person who was constantly on the go, never stop, never. And I've in the last couple of years learned that a, it's okay for me to rest. It doesn't mean I'm bad. It doesn't mean I'm lazy. It means I just need to stop and sit still for a minute. And I've learned 
you know, I might go home, my house is a mess, and I feel like I should, I should get in, I should dig in, I should get everything done. But in reality, it's okay to stop and rest today, and then tomorrow I'll be a lot more efficient and productive doing it. Yeah, so. yeah, that's good. Yeah, I I struggle with that too, and in a little bit different way. I really was lazy as a kid, <laughs> um, in a lot of ways, and so as an adult. I have grown up and I've matured and I don't want to be that lazy kid. And so I too have struggled with that and it almost creates a guilt. I'm almost dealing with guilt. And especially if those around me are frantically working, yes. I often feel a guilt if I'm not up doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But I think about Mary and Martha and I think about, especially when we're talking about rest and resting in the Lord, that the right choice is not always frantic movement or doing right, but right. it's really resting at the feet of the Lord, and and I also think about as a as a care pastor in care ministry, self care is really important. And what you need, Lori, as care and self maintenance may not be what I need. So maybe I only need six to seven hours of sleep at night. Maybe someone else needs nine. Maybe somebody else needs to sit more because of how their body functions. Whatever. It's really hard to say what is rest for one person and what is lazy, right? I, it really is about right. self-care and knowing what you need and taking care of yourself and going, no, this is a day when I need to sit and rest. When I was um, doing counseling full-time, I could go to my boss and we kind of just would say, you know what, tomorrow I need to take a mental health day. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow has got to be a day off because mm -hmm. I'm going to burn out. I I have to rest. I have to take that time out. And I wonder for those listening, I just encourage you and maybe even challenge you. When was the last time you were honest with yourself about needing a quote unquote mental health day or even an afternoon of rest? Open your Bible, sit in a chair, light a candle, get some tea, absorb the word, meditate on that, just bask in the Lord's presence. Or if being out in nature and taking a slow a walk and a hike is restful for you and where you feel God. When was the last time you made yourself take the time to do that? Because again, rest doesn't have to be sitting still, but it, there is an internal stillness that comes with rest. Yeah. You know, one thing I was thinking about getting ready for today, I was, uh, at, you know, I talked about this, this book I was reading this chapter from, and it, it reminded me of when I first got married, Jill and I, we first got married and we were going to move in, uh, to her parents' old house, but it wasn't really ready to be moved into. So we spent three months with my parents, which was, <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, I love my parents, but and we spent three months living with her parents because they were a little closer and we were really, anyways. But I was working five days a week and I had Saturdays and Sundays off. And so I'd, I'd work on the house on Saturday all day. And then there were a couple times where I was working on the house on Sundays. And Jill's mom would be like, when are you going to rest? Mm. You know, you're working five days a week, you mm -hmm. know, and then you're, working all day yesterday and now you're working on Sunday. She's like, it, it's, this is not going to work well. And so, uh, in Kevin's book, he, he, he uh, he says, he goes, uh, rest is an Island of get to in a sea of have to, <laughs> uh, and he talks about how, uh, you know, like sometimes God offers his Sabbath as a test. It's an opportunity to trust God, uh, excuse me, to trust God's work more than our own. And mm. so oh, like to, to really put, you know, to, to trust, you know, in, in the Lord and what he is, what his plan is, instead of saying like, this is our plan and, and saying, no, I, I've got all day. It's Sunday, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. and so it just, you know, so how, how many times, like, I know I am guilty of not trusting the Lord. I don't know who first 
said this, so I'm, this is not a quote per se, but it, mm-hmm. I, it's not mine. But, you know, people have said before, people on their deathbed don't go, oh, I didn't get that last thing filed. Or, yeah. I, right. you know, man, I really wish yeah. I would have worked one more day at my job. Mm-hmm. You know, and that would be my other encouragement is, yes, we have to work and, and yes, we have to earn a living. But rest is also about investment in the things in life that really matter. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord is very clear in his word that that uh, our faith, uh, winning people to him, sharing the gospel, taking care of our family, spending time with our families, these are the priorities. And I think there's a rest in following priorities. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's work, there's usually, and, and for lack of a better way to explain it, I'll say there's an ego motive often behind frantic work either a negative ego motive, which is what I said earlier when I said I feel guilty when people are working around me and mm-hmm. I feel like I need to do that, or there's a quote-unquote positive ego motive, which is I get my value and worth from my work. Mm-hmm. And so either way, that frantic work is often not from a healthy place. But when we put God as our priority and then prioritize down from that, you know, God, my spouse, my kids, right, the job is actually way down there and mm-hmm. so is doing whatever that is and so mm-hmm. if we have right priority we find that our lives are more restful yep I think yep. sort of along with part of what you said is something i fall into is i compare my capacity with other people mm-hmm. i see other people and what they do and how much they do and i think well i'm not doing that much and then i remember god made me totally different he gave me gifts and energy to do different things That's than right. other people That's you bet yeah. You know, one thing I think about, too, is, like, uh, from a leadership perspective, like, so if you're a leader, I mean, and that could be anything from, like, a leader in your home to a leader at work, uh, you know, just a leader at a sports team or something like that, uh, is to have an intentional rest plan. I, I learned a long time ago uh, this this idea of having a, of developing a rest plan for, you know, your organization. And it was, like, for me, it was foreign because I'm, like, no, no, I mean, I was in the Army. I was, like, what do you mean rest plan? Like, we're soldiers, you know, mm-hmm. like there's no rest. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, but it, it was, very, it was very serious. Like they'd say, okay, what's your rest plan? You know, you have, you know, this many soldiers, how are you going to get, how are you going to keep people rested so you can not only fight today, but also fight for the next six months. Like if you, how are you going to do that? Yeah. And so you have to be intentional about developing that yeah. rest plan. Well, so. we, we see this pattern all over, right? I was thinking as you were talking, like same thing with working out. I love to lift weights. That's my main kind of workout, but I run and do some other things too. But if I don't rest, I will actually destroy my muscles. Mm -hmm. The rest is actually when your muscles grow. So the resting period is as important as the working period. And I think it's that way you'll hear singers say the same thing. Like they have to sing and push themselves, but they can't push their vocal cords too far or they'll wear them out. There's this real rhythm that God has built into everything in life where the rest is as important, right? Why do we sleep at night? Mm -hmm. Because that's when our bodies rejuvenate and repair. And God built all of that into the rhythm of life. So this isn't people imposing things on people. This is literally how God created us and how he created, you use that term, Tommy, that rhythm. Mm -hmm. It really is this rhythm of work, rest, work, rest, Mm -hmm. no matter. I think about fasting. What is fasting really? Well, fasting is giving your body a break from the work of digesting food. Mm -hmm. So, again, in everything we do, there's a balance of work and rest. Yep. You know, one statistic I came across in this this chapter was says the average American gets two and a half hours, two and a half fewer hours 
of sleep per night than a century ago. And this is in 2014. Wow. Oh, that so makes I, me sad. Yeah. So the average American sleeping less. <laughs> uh, and and uh, I don't know where you got the, I guess it was, uh, well, he had, a, he had a quote here from the CDC as well, which also linked that to things like diabetes and obesity and stuff oh, like wow. that, which was interesting. Uh, the studies that came out, it says uh, more than 40 million Americans get fewer than six hours of sleep per night. So, you know, it's just it, it, like, I, I remember like uh, Jill and I, again, going back to when we got first got married, like, she's very much like, no, it's, it's 10 o'clock. I'm going to bed. I'm like, you know, it not, I, I can't do this anymore, but I was like, yeah, it's only we can stay up to 11, watch the late night show or, you know, whatever. And now I find myself like, no, it's, it's eight 30. Let's start turning down a couple of lamps, you know, whatever. Let's start you know, brushing teeth. Let's start slowly easing into the night and just getting ready. And, and just, yeah, I, I, I my, my wife is definitely smarter than me on so many different <laughs> things. And, and that was one of them. Yeah, and I'll balance that, I guess, just for the listener to say that oftentimes I don't sit down before eight thirty. Yeah, and, and I and it and this was kind of to Lori's point about how we're all made differently. And Jessica will tell you this: I take forever to wind down. Mm-hmm. So if I don't sit down till eight thirty, which is very common in our home, yeah, I won't be ready to go to bed till eleven. Yeah, like I have to really like turn my brain off. I usually watch something really mindless and kind of funny on TV yeah. to just like turn the day off or I, and then I, and then I've got to read something or do something still to come down from the TV yeah. and yeah. then I can finally go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I'm jealous, Tommy, of the, uh-huh. uh, of the, of the turning the, the house down at eight. Yeah. I mean, like, that's like good. We, we've, we've got a couple of smart bulbs now, you know, we, we bought it. I think they're like five or $10 a piece, whatever. We've got them on timers where it's like eight thirty. Like this one turns off nine o'clock. That one turns off. So like that's good. Anyway, so that's just good. Yeah, yeah, just just trying to get ourselves like prepared, you know, to to be intentional about that. But that's uh, a really good idea. You know, one thing uh, my dad told me a long time ago, and uh, I don't know if he got this from somewhere else, but it was just interesting because uh, he recognized like when I was in college, I wasn't sleeping very well. Uh, just trying to, I was trying to, you know, burn the candle at both ends. You know, trying to work late, trying to hang out with my girlfriend now, my wife, and then trying to do school. And uh, he goes, look, if you just get one hour of sleep more per day, per day, then over the course of a week, that's seven hours. He's like, you got a whole day worth of sleep. Yeah. Extra. You're building (laughs) a sleep bank. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. Yeah. So it was just interesting. I was like, so I, anyways, that, that always kind of stuck with me. My dad told me that. It's good. Yeah. yeah, And, and, you know, one thing too, I think about, um, uh, you know, and I hate to keep referencing this, just a really good chapter from his book. He talked about sleep deprivation and the effects of that. And I remember, um, I can't remember what year it was. I want to say it was 2006, I think it was. I had to take a, a class. Oh, I say a class. It was a training uh, event uh, for Scout Platoon Leader Course, and part of it was sleep deprivation. And I can't remember now if it was seven days, eight days, nine days, where you're just like you're sleep deprived. And you start going delirious. Yeah. Well, you I don't mean, sleep for eight days. We we got, on average, each night we got about fifteen minutes worth of sleep. Oh my gosh! And you're like a zombie come like day eight or whatever <laughs> it was. I mean, I just, uh, I, I, I well, I, I think we were talking about it um, a couple weeks ago on one of the podcasts. What's the most embarrassing place you ever fell asleep? And that was it. Like I was standing up. Three o'clock in the morning, listen to an operations brief, <laughs> and I'm stabbing myself with a pen in my thumb just to, try to <laughs> oh stay gosh. awake. I, I couldn't stay awake standing up. I just couldn't do it. And so, anyways, but just if you know, like I know for me, like I've never been through anything like that before or even since. And just I can't imagine, like you know, having uh, a significant sleep challenge where sure. you just haven't slept for days because sure. the the impact it has on your mind. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna 
tee this up for, for Lori. So you're talking specifically, Tommy, and, and we have been for the last couple of minutes about how important it is for physical rest. Yeah. Because our sleep is really about our physical rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was just reading and writing earlier today, thinking about how God has made us an integrated whole. And we talk about our emotional, mental, spiritual, mm-hmm. and physical health. So being that that's the case, um, we have to rest in all those aspects of our life. Yeah. So, Lori, do you have some practices or some things that you do that help you to rest mentally, emotionally, spiritually? Um, because obviously sleep and naps and sort of those kinds of things take care of the physical rest. Well, kind of what I was just thinking about was as an introvert, people exhaust me. They do. I love people, but up to a point, you know, it's just, it's overwhelming to me. And I rest and recharge by being alone. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the reason for that is when I'm alone, I don't have to, I can be my totally true self. I can relax. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be anything for anybody. I can go home and I actually did this about a week ago. I can (laughs) lay in my bed with a tub of chocolate chip cookies and, and watch TV and, and not have to, pretend to be anything other than the slob I am, (laughs) you know? Um, but yeah, for me, it's, it's the, it's just kind of letting go and, and just breathing a little bit and, and confession, you know, I have times where I sit down, I, I read my Bible, I pray, I do a devotional or whatever, and I feel rested and recharged doing that. But there's a lot of times also where I'll, I'll have a time and I'll sit down and thinking about doing that seems like more work. Mm. I'll think, well, I don't want to, I don't want to even think about a prayer because my brain is tired. I don't want to, but it always does make me feel rested when I do it. Mm. We were talking about that as a, as a Ironman team uh, this week, you know, just the importance of getting into God's word early Mm. and the impact that has on us. You know, we also talked about, you know, uh, uh, what is it? What was the question? He said, uh, uh, are you a person who doesn't need an alarm clock? You need, are you a person who hits the snooze button twice or do you need to stick a dynamite to go off? you wake up and so, <laughs> so we were talking about that and just the importance of just uh, being able to get up early and, and start your day off right and I resting have in God's word. like six alarms set on my phone <laughs> <laughs> I'm like not kidding no. uh, but yeah I know like for me like even just like today I was I was getting ready and I was uh, I was I was wrapping up you know our, our Iron Man uh, from this week and then and I'm like I'm trying to get to the church but I was like you know I need to spend some time in God's word so I just yeah. pulled in my devotional mm-hmm. and just and just rested in that and didn't yep. worry about anything else yeah so. that's good yeah yeah I, um, I've had a lot of people over the years in counseling and when they find out I'm a pastor, they'll ask me, is it wrong if I'm reading the scripture and I fall asleep at night during, and I'm like, well, I want you to read it at times when you're not going to fall asleep. But I Mm -hmm. said, I can't think of many ways better to fall asleep. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. the last thing on your mind is God's word. That's fantastic. And they, and I don't know about you guys, but often that's my most restful sleep too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And kind of to your point, Lori, about that being comforting and rejuvenating and um, yeah, I, I, again, I hope you're reading, I hope you're reading the word sometimes when you're not falling asleep, but maybe with a cup of coffee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I had one more quote I wanted to share and it, I think, you know, the, if there's an overarching theme of our, of our podcast today, besides rest, it's that rest is really resting in the Lord. And this is by, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. It's by Hannah, uh, uh, Whittall Smith. Uh, and I just did a random search on Christian authors and quotes about rest, and this one came up. It says, No soul can be really at rest until it has given up all dependence on everything else and has been forced to depend on the Lord alone. 
As long as our expectation is from other things, nothing but disappointment awaits us. And I think I like this so much because when we're, I, when I hear that quote, I don't just think of rest. In the care ministry, one of the big things we have is a recovery ministry. Mm-hmm. And in recovery, it's all about surrendering those things that really have taken over our lives. And you can call them idols, addictions, however you want to refer to that. We call them hurts, habits, and hangups. But anything like that is taking away from our rest because it's taking us away from the Lord. And so I really like this idea that if we want to rest, it has to be complete dependence on the Lord, surrendering everything else and that's kind of a tall order, but also, I think, a loving invitation. Yeah, and, you know, the one thing I love about um, Celebrate Recovery and other groups, too, is that is you have people who are there, and, and those people can come alongside you, too, to be like, to, to even just ask questions like, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, just to encourage you to spur, you know, like, I think about all the one another's, encourage you to, you know, encourage one another, spur on one another, share one another's burdens, and, yes. and just pray for one another, et cetera. It's like all these one another's and it, it's it, like when it comes to rest, it's, it's so important that we, we help each other, you know, even in that moment, like, Hey, uh, I remember, uh, my first deployment, you know, I, I had a Sergeant major, great guy. He came in, he's like, he's like, sir, you all need some rest. And I'm like, Oh, sorry, major. We got this operation. We've been planning. And he's like, I know you haven't slept for like three weeks. Hardly. He goes, you need to get some rest. You're delirious. Mm. And so like, it was just, it was just nice to have him, you know, I mean, I look back on it. He was right. I mean, like we needed to get more sleep, but it like it. It's just nice to have people like that in your corner. You can say, like, look, I think you need to take a break. Yeah, you know, and so yeah, I I think I think it's back to that word again, Tommy, that you brought up at the beginning of the podcast. Rhythm. You know, Lori talked about one part of the rhythm is I need to unplug from everybody, have some downtime. You know, it even says Jesus would get away to a solitary place. Mm-hmm. So. So again, we have to unplug and maybe even be away from people. But to your point, then there's a rhythm of being with people yep. and what community does for us. And that's a different kind of rest. Mm-hmm. Think about think about how at ease you feel when you're laughing with friends mm-hmm. and you're hanging out. That's another form of, of mm-hmm. rest of really, and you kind of, to your point, Lori, about getting to be yourself. I think... Again, we just see that there's kind of, um, I think of that that song that's based on scripture about there's a season for everything. Well, there's a rhythm to everything oh, as yeah. well, right? Mm-hmm. And and there's a time to be alone and there's a time to be with people and there's a time yeah. to be resting while you work, but there's a time to really be sitting still and resting. And yeah. and again, all these rhythms. and Which is the, a good thing about like Celebrate Recovery or other groups is they can come and they can get that community. I mean, I, you know, maybe you don't find a sponsor right away, you can always find an accountability partner. That's right. Like, hey, That's you know, good. You know, yep. 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 So as we wrap up, uh, we're reminded that prayer is primary. Tom, you mind praying us out? Yes, I would okay. love to. Yeah. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you. Um, well, we thank you for who you are, uh, Lord, that you invite us and call us to yourself, that you invite us to rest in your presence, that your presence gives us the energy and the rest that we need. Um, Lord, I thank you that you have built into life a rhythm of work and rest, that you've modeled this for us in the very creation of the universe and the world. Um, and Lord, that you encourage us in this, not to be slaves to rest, but to rest for ourselves, to rest for, uh, to have the energy to do the work of the kingdom, to meet the um, demands on us in our lives. And Lord, I just pray for everyone listening that 
they would find the time to rest, the ability to rest, and the way to rest that is most um, uh, to their advantage. And so, Lord, thank you again, as always, for the opportunity to do this podcast, to come to people um, in a format that uh, didn't exist all that long ago, and to really reach people. And, uh, Lord, we thank you again that you are love and that you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Don't forget, you can catch this episode or others every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. on YouTube, Amazon, Spotify, Apple, or Facebook. You can also go to minorsa.com slash care for additional resources. We love you guys. We'll catch you next week.